Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you were blessed by today's sermon. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Sure is cold outside. Our Old Testament reading today describes a personal crisis. This great prophet, Elijah, is in a panic because people are trying to kill him. He desperately wants and needs God's help, God's assurance, God's guidance. But then there is a big windstorm, an earthquake, and a fire. It was one thing on top of another. Think back about a time that you were in a crisis, under threat, or a combination. Maybe your marriage was in deep trouble or ended in divorce, or one of your kids was out of control, placing themselves at risk. Some of us have gotten fired from jobs or suffered illness, been in an accident, or lost a loved one. It can be hard to hear God's assurance and guidance in those very moments of crisis. Sometimes all you can do is hold on, right, until you can hear or sense a way through, a way of assurance and it can come quietly. Elijah only heard God after the threat of violence, the storm, the earthquake, the fire. Our verses record from our Old Testament reading that God spoke in the sound of a low whisper. It raises the question of how do we hear God in crisis, when we're in that crucible, what can we do to sense God's reassurance and guidance in times of trouble? The initial answer from Elijah's story is kind of obvious. Sometimes we have to do our part by hanging in there amid the crisis when we're in the crucible somehow just trusting that the assurance and guidance of God will come. Catholic priest Richard Rohr says, awe is not always inspired by beauty and goodness. Truth sometimes comes in hard packages. It can take great suffering to stun us and bring us to our knees, getting us to realize that God is there in all of it, using every circumstance of our life to draw us ever more deeply into trust and dependence on Him. So this kind of reasoning is where we get the idea, as well as from Scripture, that suffering that challenge crisis is a test, an opportunity, a chance to respond with hope and trust in God. We learn from it for next time. We 
learn from it so we can walk with others through their suffering. That healthy way of thinking really does help. But I need some more specifics. I need some more specific tools. And St. Peter gives us a few of them in our New Testament reading. In fact, three specific things that we can do right now, today, this hour, as we prepare for crisis to come. First, Peter writes from our New Testament reading, When we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, we did not follow cleverly devised myths. And there were a lot of them floating around those days with Greek philosophy and pagan worship and Gnosticism, the secret pathway to God that you could unlock for three easy payments of $29.95. We did not follow cleverly devised myths, but were eyewitnesses of His majesty. When God said, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased, we heard the voice because we were with Him. We were there. We were eyewitnesses. First question for today as we think about crises and preparing for it, do you receive Scripture as an eyewitness account from men who were there? They simply recounted what they saw and heard. God's love and sacrifice come to earth, come to give you assurance and guidance in the words and actions and love of Jesus. By allowing and accepting God's word as real, historical, spiritual truth about life, about how we are wired, about the reality of things, just as real as the law of physics and gravity, life and how it works, you will find strength in times of crisis. When I accepted the Bible as truth, when I accepted Jesus as a living breathing, real person, and somehow embodiment of the Spirit of God, physically alive back then, and spiritually alive today, it changed the way I look at things. Professors call this the meta-narrative, the big story, your worldview about good times and bad, how you look at things, how you see things. The Christian big story, the Christian worldview, mean that personal crises, family frustrations, COVID, politics, even the most dire suffering become undergirded by something life-changing. You come to know Jesus is there with you in crisis. You come to know there is a way through, and you come to know hope. 
A second tool for crisis management from Peter. Peter says something fascinating about this process of change in how we look at things. He writes that you, that's us, would do well to pay attention as you would to a lamp shining in a dark place. A lamp shining in a dark place. Hmm. We are to prepare for and go through crisis not with a computer printout or a magic wand like I would like to have, but as if we're holding a lantern shining in a dark place. The question is, like that acceptance of the eyewitness, factual, true nature of Jesus and of Scripture and of God's revelation, are you getting that lantern ready while the lights are on before the lights go off? Are you having some quiet time reading Scripture, maybe with a devotional that helps you sift through and think about what God may be saying? Are you praying about things you need help with? Building up a track record of assurance and wisdom. Are you carrying to God those family experiences, those wounds, those conflicts, those church things, those church people, whatever they are, that inhibit this free and life-giving relationship with God, that inhibit peace and acceptance and trust and hope. If not, maybe it is time to ask God to help you take down that lantern, that lantern of quiet time, that lantern of Scripture, that lantern of prayer, contemplation, meditation. Take it off the shelf, dust it off, test it out, maybe prime that burner a little bit, turn it up so that you're better prepared when crisis hits. So, we know that we may have to hold on amid crisis like Elijah did to hear that whisper of God's assurance. We can get ready, as Peter says, first by accepting Scripture for what it is, eyewitness testimony of the historical true fact of God's revelation in Jesus, His words, His values, His love, His teaching. Second, we can use a light, God's Word as a light, quiet time, peace, prayer, contemplation, to shine into those dark places now, not just when the lights go all the way off. And third, when crisis comes, we trust in something Peter said that would happen. And it's exactly what happened to Elijah in that small whisper. As Peter put it, that the morning star will rise in your hearts. The morning star. Elijah waited for and heard this as 
a low whisper. It is the fulfillment, no matter how it comes, of everything Jesus lived and died for. It is the fact that Jesus would be alive and present with us through his Holy Spirit. This acceptance of the eyewitness testimony is about a historical, factual occurrence in time and history, but it also extends to a spiritual reality now, today, for us. Those eyewitnesses were there physically. Jesus was with them physically. The incredible miracle is that Jesus is with us today, now, spiritually. Jesus said, and for years I I didn't get this. I didn't focus on this. The Old Testament prophecy, Jesus' birth and incarnation and coming, the crucifixion and resurrection, I kind of stopped there. That's enough, right? But listen to what Jesus said. It is better that I go away because the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Eternal life for us personally is the point of it all, right? But that eternal life begins now in this life through the presence of the Holy Spirit speaking, prompting, guiding, assuring in times of crisis, helping us get prepared, helping us get over our intellectual boundaries, accept God's Word as truth. Hold that lantern out. Watch and follow that Holy Spirit prompting as that lantern through God's Word, trusting that that morning star will rise and come in crisis, maybe as a low whisper, maybe in hindsight, but that it is real and He in the voice and the prompting and assurance of the Holy Spirit will come. Maybe this is why challenges are part of life. So we can learn to hang on a little bit of perseverance and character building, the part that I don't like personally, but it seems to be part of the deal. Strengthened by accepting the truth of God's Word, using that lantern of Jesus' teaching and love to show us the way so that we can, in crisis, experience the rising of the morning star in our hearts. And the great news is we don't have to wait until the crisis to get going with all of that. We can start right now or restart this afternoon or this evening or tomorrow. It's an awesome thing.
Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for these uh, amazing words of Scripture. Lord, that you made us so that we can uh, hang on sometimes amid crisis like Elijah did. Lord, we thank you for um, this eyewitness testimony of Scripture. I ask you to help us uh, just accept and allow it to be truth in a wonderful way. And Lord, where we have conflicts, prompt us, help us to pray and think through those things with you, reason with you. Father God, we thank you also for the rising of this morning star, this real spirit, this real assurance, this spiritual presence of Jesus, that the lantern of your word and our prayers point us to, and that this is real and life-changing. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.